Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John Ersenstaku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. As I was saying, welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks Conflux, the fifth edition campaign that we're running here on Final Show Films. Uh, not the same stuff that you saw in the opening credits sequence, but that's fine. We've got some of the same people here, so that's cool. Just different characters. But my name is Jack. I am the hey. storyteller and dungeon master for this uh, fifth edition campaign. And joining me today is Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing a really a Clementine Everens, human archaeologist and Pact of the Blade, great old one warlock. And Nikki. Hi, everybody. I'm playing Diamond Katar, the uh, Earth Genasi Pact of the Blade, Archfey warlock. And William. Hi, I'm William, and these titles, these character titles keep getting longer and longer. I'm playing a dwarf pirate. I'm also <laughs> the only sick person who's still here. Uh, <laughs> Cody? <laughs> I'm Cody, I'm playing Cole, the shifter urchin, packed to the chain, warlock. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron. Hopefully you can hear me now. I think my audio volume was just too low. Okay. Uh... And I'm playing Zoe, assassin um, of stabbing things. Yeah. And uh, I am John. also sick, for the record. <laughs> John, who plays <clears throat> Shardamacy, and uh, Jeremy, who plays Korishana Thavakri, are unfortunately not able to be with us due to plague and the like. Uh, but we will continue on in their absence. And before we get started, we wanted to draw everybody's attention to an event that is still going on, Desert Bus for Hope, which is a charity fundraiser event created by the internet comedy troupe Loading Ready Run back in 2007. Uh, currently ongoing and entering the final hours of their annual event. They've raised over $5.5 million since the very first run that they did with this and are currently well on their way to topping $6 million lifetime potentially by the end of this run, which is awesome. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Desert Bus raises money for Child's Play, which is a nonprofit charity organization uh, that raises money in order to provide toys, games, entertainment, and the like to children in hospitals and domestic abuse shelters around the world. It definitely always <clears throat> sucks to be sick as a kid, especially around the holidays, and especially if you've been sick for a long time. And Child's Play's goal is to bring a bit of light into the lives of children who would otherwise not have a terribly happy holiday season. Uh, it's a very important charity that we all are hugely invested in, uh, some of our staff both personally as well as Final Show Films as a whole, and we've supported them since our inception as an organization. 
Uh, you also can support them in the final hours of this run by going to desertbus.org or twitch.tv slash desertbus and donating either just to donate or in order to win some of the fabulous prizes through their giveaways, silent auctions, etc. Uh, 100% of the money raised by Desert Bus for Hope with the sole exception of one auction annually that the prize giver particularly requests. Half of that one goes to the organizing committee covering costs and operations and that sort of thing. But other than that one, everything goes to Child's Play who keeps their operating costs <coughs> specifically so that the vast majority of the funds they raise can go straight to bringing joy to these kids around the world. So we would encourage you all to please support them in this great cause this holiday season. We'll repeat that some of that information at the close of our game in case anybody missed it on the first pass. But returning now to Conflux. Our last moments in Conflux were spent gazing down an icy corridor deep in the undergrass. The expedition to find a relic from Korashana's ancestry had begun earlier that day as the Hawkshead Compact entered through the undergrass gates in Cryptward, following directions from the Elf, a criminal informant known to Wotan, toward the underground stronghold of the Scalebelly Syndicate, who had been implicated in the theft of this relic. But with all their supplies in hand, and with Constance the Octopus being currently watched by a tavern keeper in 13 Clouds, our eyes are once again drawn to the underground passages as they confront a mysteriously frozen waterway that is along the path they were instructed to follow toward the stronghold of the Scale Bellies. Aurelia, you've been observing this, noting yep. the, the various schools of magic, <clears throat> your uh, patron-granted perception abilities to be able to pick up on ambient magical effects that are in areas close to your proximity. I realized I should have asked what did I miss before, I, before we started today, but oh well. <laughs> yep. Well, what you are seeing, Wotan, is a what had been a shallow to mid, mid middlingly deep waterway that you guys are following down a passage that the erosion of this fluid has apparently carved out uh, in the undergrass has now given way to ice <clears throat> as the water has frozen completely over. Uh, there was a little bit of experimentation done of throwing things out on the ice and going out to s retrieve them in order to see what happened. Uh, as Elishard did so, a spike probably four to five feet long and quite sharp at the tip had erupted out of the ice towards him. He managed to scoot out of the way and avoid the impact, but this is obviously magical ice. Koreshana thinks it has to do with their patron, um, but that remains to be seen. But it is, however, blocking the way that you guys will have to go if you're going to make it down to where the scale bellies are. Uh... So, I can go out front and point out where those spikes are likely to come from, and we can steer clear of them. Well, it's, blo it's blocking the path, right? Which means we need to get mm. through it somehow. Well, it's it is a sheet of ice. <clears throat> it's treacherous footing, but you can't. There is enough room to walk across it. Be careful and try not to melt it. Yes, I have. Should, should we 
set we, off more of those spikes as are we, we still reach late? them. Are we still Nine. Nine? Okay, we, I, I didn't, I didn't have a lot. Let's okay, avoid that risk. Yes. Well, I'm, I mean from a distance that way, because if we have to get out of here quickly... We don't necessarily yep. know they won't reset, and we do know that they're magical and could have other dangers associated with them. How many people? We're all just going to go in a line, hold hands like we agreed. Uh, does anyone other than me have the capacity to endow flight upon others? No. I can I can do that, sort of. We can also teleport, but we agreed we don't know how far it goes. Yes. Yeah, what you guys are able to see is that it proceeds forward. There is a bend in the tunnel, probably 30, 40 yards away. Let's and it not... seems to be frozen at least that far, if not further. Let's save our magic for anything unexpected if we already have a plan for dealing with this. Yes. I can just walk around. And I think I'll remember where everything is if we need to get back quickly. So. There's... And if we still have flying magic for getting back, that'll make things quicker. Yep. So, here we go. I think Alishard and I were going in front was the plan before. Okay. That works. Uh, then, Aurelia, if you're trying to pinpoint the locations, give me a perception check. Okay. That's a 12. 12? All right. You begin to make your way down through the frozen passage and um it's very treacherous going it takes some delicate maneuvering in order to avoid the spots uh where this evocation magic seems to be centered uh slow going as well because it's slippery as hell mm -hmm. and unless you want to risk falling on your ass and maybe sliding into something that you were hoping to not um it's it's fairly treacherous progress, but you're able to at least pinpoint the most likely locations where all of the evocation happens to be centered and direct the following warlocks behind you in order to maneuver around them for the most part. Yep. As you make your way toward the bend in the ice, the passage broadens somewhat. And the ceiling begins to get a little lower. When you first started, it was maybe 15 feet overhead. It's dropped to 10, maybe five feet above your heads at this point. All right. It's changing up uh, here. And Maybe we're just coming to out check a couple things. Elishard's in front. Okay, that's a natural one. Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's good. You guys aren't carrying any light with you. Everybody here has dark vision, and that's easier to, to keep things 
from spotting you if you're not carrying any illumination as well. Elishad has his sword out, though. Elishad does have his sword out, which does have flames on it intermittently. I'm sure this is making this path so much safer. Sorry. Comfort blanket. (laughs) And as you guys begin to make your way out... Suddenly, directly in front of you, Aurelia, mm-hmm. there's a crack and the ice erupts upward, shattering out in multiple directions as a terrifying figure with spindly long arms claws its way up from out and underneath this layer of ice where it had apparently been lying buried. A mod maw of sharp needle teeth just roars in your face <sighs> as a stinger clad tail lashes over and down at you. I'm gonna move everybody to the fights page because y'all Sweet. motherfuckers need to roll some initiative. How about I don't? How about can't nope? <laughs> if you don't want to roll initiative, I'm sure Jack isn't gonna force you to take your turn. I'm definitely yeah. not going to force you to take yeah. it. No, it's more like I don't want to fight whatever this thing is. Can I just cancel it? Can I just, can I nope. cancel? <laughs> nope, you can't. Can I cancel my sub- sub- subscription to whatever this thing is? I think Cora <laughs> needs to cancel this subscription. Just yes. a hunch. <laughs> oh, how auspicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. This is fine. This is fine. For everyone watching at home, I got a zero. For <laughs> <laughs> oh, I there's, oh, negative, there's negative dex mods. They they yeah. hurt. Man. Yeah. They hurt. It's like, um... character, okay? Oh, no, it is. Okay. I just want to point out that Cole got the highest with 12, followed by my five. <laughs> a four. Oh, hang on. Let me actually roll. Going, oh, this yeah. is going well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I hate the Underdark. Fuck. This is gonna be oh, this time. is not the Underdark's fault. You don't get to pin this on the Underdark. <laughs> I'm still going to. This is the fault of Cora's demon patron that she doesn't get. Al- they don't get along with. Yeah, no, fuck this thing. Jeremy's not here, We're so someone paper. else has to mess up Cora's pronouns. <laughs> Okay. Wow, we're that was terrible. We're gonna be. It's fine. fine. It's fine because this just determines the order. It's not like doubling our score means it gets to go multiple times. It's it's yeah. It's it's not like it's not like earlier editions of Shadowrun in that way. (laughs) I believe in in Rorik. (laughs) Just gonna say that. Okay, so let's see how this goes. All right, so the Bone Devil, having emerged, is going to make an attack on... (laughs) What? (laughs) Is going to make an attack on Aurelia. Yeah. An 11 does not hit you. No, it doesn't. All right. And then lashing around with this nasty, curved, hooked polearm. Does a 19 hit you? Yes. All right. You take 17 piercing damage. Ow. And you are grappled. Okay. I'm going to put a thing on my on my token. It's... Grappled, like don't even get a save, just R that. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
It's just how it be in this. Which brings world. us to Cole. Hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> That's a big thing in front of us. Um, bonus action, spiritual weapon. Okay. This is a 28 hit. <laughs> 28 does hit this thing, yes. Nice. Uh, it's got a number of just bony, heavy protrusions through its entire physiology, but your spiritual weapon, as it coalesces into existence, just slams down and smashes into it. So 17 damage as the chain reaches around, and then main action, Eldritch Blast. Ooh, natural 20 on the first hey oh that's nice. a hit. For another 19 points of damage. All right. And second one, another natural 20. Yeah. Nice. We're gonna for another 15 points. Okay. Well, you have carved a large chunk into it, and these eldritch blasts just slam into it. You knock a few teeth out of its mouth with the first one, and the second one snaps one of those spines off of its shoulder, and there's a glowing bluish ooze of dark blood trickling down one of its arms. Nicely done. Yeah, I'm. I have the feeling that he's never seen anything like this. So it's a lot of freak out, like ah, and then throw all the magic at once, <laughs> and it all just seemed to hit. That's probably fairly accurate. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then I will move ten feet away from it, farther away than what I already am. <laughs> cool. Okay, we are going to... He's already got his blade out. No, he's not actually going to do that. He's just going to... Elastrad's just going to fucking cast Blight, because who the fuck cares? (laughs) So this thing... is going to be casting at... You guys have level five spells now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. This needs to make a constitution save, which he just barely makes at a 17. So he takes half that damage. He's not resistant to necrotic, though, so that's good. So we have 43, so that's 22 points of necrotic damage. And Wotan. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess go big or go home. Uh, yeah, why not? <clears throat> um, Wotan will just sort of bring his hand up and uh, spin the the compass around and just a shimmering wall of light erupts cutting off the 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 bone the bone devil from the rest of the group for a minute oh okay. that's a good spell wait what <clears throat> wall of light I'm gonna try and test this because it's weird level five that 
Is that going to hit me? Yeah. No. Yes. Because uh, I believe I should be able to cut off between because you're not in the same space. But it's a big old wall. Yeah, I should be able to spring up basically across the creature's arms if need be because it's as thin as I need it to be as a wall. Yep. Yeah, no, you'll be able to separate. Um, it's the the wall is five feet thick, but this is a pole arm. He has a reach of ten, so yeah, okay. you're you're not even. Yeah, you, there's there's five feet between you and it. Sweet. Am I still grappled? Yes, you are thing, still thing, Things can pass through it, but it needs to make okay. con save or be blinded. Cool. Also, I didn't take my save DC. My save DC is sixteen. Okay. So con save. I know what I want to do. He rolls a 10. He's blinded for a minute. Okay. Oh, also, he takes 18 radiant damage. 18 radiant. Nicely done. Just going to watch you put your glasses on. Also, being blinded... Um, because oh, hang on a second. Sorry, I totally forgot. He has advantage on saving throws because Aww. yeah, no, nope, he rolled an eight on his second. Ah, good. <laughs> you're still in. You're still in play there. Good. And I mean, the fact that you can't see him is negated by the fact that he's blinded. So the disadvantage from not being able to see him gets canceled out by the advantage from him being blinded. So you can just yes. shoot through him without a normal roll. Yep. But I can't hex him. Cool. No, it's my turn. Okay. And that, I believe, brings us to Zoe. Yeah. Before I can't see him anymore, how rough did he look? Um, he's he's taken a pounding for sure. Uh, if he's alone, you feel like you guys you might be able to take him down in fairly short order. Oh, I don't like how you phrase. Can I check if we're alone? Can I look around? Uh, you can make a perception check if you want. Sure. Twenty. With a twenty, okay. There is another shadow underneath the ice, maybe about ten feet away from where this one is. Can I see that one? That, I mean, there's there's ice between you and it, but you are pretty sure there is something else hiding down there. Okay. Um, nothing in Hex has, like, a blocked by these things. It's just a creature you can see. I would say at this point, he has total cover from okay. you, so you can't really see the creature. You know that something's down there, but you can't see. <sighs> All right. Um, I'll sort of point that out. This one's not alone, and I'm not super familiar with Wall of Light. Can I still stab him with the non-beach yeah, weapon? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you can swing through it. All right, and I'm going to stab at not advantage and not disadvantage. Um, um, so if you want to move up into melee range with him from where you're at right now, you will need to make a dexterity save. Because of the wall of light that I asked uh, about and was told was fine? No, no okay. because, because of the icy terrain. I'm confused about why I have to do that, but cool. Yep, you're... Eight, Dexterity? never okay. mind. Yep, so 
you move forward and you realize you are going to lose your footing at this point. So you have a choice here of you can move up to half your speed. I thought this was difficult terrain. If it's difficult terrain. It's a particular type of difficult terrain. Basically, if you move at half speed, you don't risk falling down. Or you can move full speed and you have to succeed on a dexterity save in order to stay upright. Given I was in the same place as all my allies where I can move half speed and go and stab it. Um, so you you guys have been traveling in a straight line. So you half speed would not get you within five feet. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Point. I'll waste my turn doing nothing. I'll hold an action in case the other one happens to decide that melee range with me is a good idea. Okay. All right. Let me see. Rurik is going to try and throw his war pick. <clears throat> Bless Rurik. And he is going to miss horribly. Oh, Poor oh no, he just got it. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes charging after it. Put your glasses on. Managing <laughs> to, managing to stay on his feet. <laughs> and picks up his, his war pick, but that is all he can manage on his turn. Then Cora needs to do something here. Oh yeah, so yeah, the wall—the wall is on the ice devil because it does—it doesn't have like the wall of fire thing where it burns people on one side of it. It's just right. Yeah, you just drop wall. it on them. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And Cora is going to cast Phantasmal Killer. Because why not? All right, so that is a wisdom save or 32 psychic damage. which is a success, 16. All right, so he takes 16 psychic damage. And that brings us to Aurelia's turn. Whoop, okay. Um, it, how big is this monster thing that-, that It is a large creature. Large creature, okay, yep. all mm-hmm. right. Um. But it's probably pretty um, okay. At- actually, notable question: If it's a large, if, if it's a large creature, am I actually able to just have the wall of light not hide it from sight at that point? Um, because the wall's only five feet thick, and he's ten feet thick. That would have changed what I was going to do on my turn, but fine. Roll me a d one hundred. Sure. Let's see what we get. 54. All right, so you placed it to where it was closer to the the group than not. So yeah, it's okay, it's still, still technically hidden from sight. Yep. Cool. No worries. 
All right. Um, it's got this uh, weapon that's kind of wrapped around me, right? Yep. He's got you hooked with a pole arm yep. and you're held in place. I'm going to use telekinesis to grab the other end of it and wrench it out of his grip. Ah, okay. Uh, he has to make a strength save and I make a spell casting ability. Question on that, do I add my proficiency bonus or not? Or is it just straight charisma? Make an ability check with your spellcasting ability. Yeah, there's no proficiency on that one. Okay. Contested by the creature strength check. They don't get to add their proficiency either. Right, yeah, they All don't right. add theirs either. 16. Okay, let's see. This one's a I check, agree. not a save, so he's not... Yep. He rolled a six. Yes! <laughs> he is disarmed no. of his of his his pole arm. Yep. So <clears throat> technically at this point, you are no longer grappled. Yes! There's a spear and sticking I, out of your chest, but you know. And I back away. All right. Are you trying to move full speed or half speed? Um half speed. I don't okay. want to fall over. So you move you move out like a dangerous idea. You move back. Don't run with scissors. And let me see. Okay. All right. And it's Diamond's turn then. Hmm. Um I guess I I was the furthest. Four 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 four. Yeah. Um uh, fuck it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Uh, di- no, Diamond's Diamond's gonna be smart. She's gonna uh, move her half speed to not trip on the ice because she is very clumsy. Okay. Uh, so she cautiously makes her way forward. All right. And that's so it. that puts you and uh, Zoe on the front lines. Yeah. As uh, so, that's your movement. Are you doing a held action or anything? Um, Zoe pointed out the yes, other yes, she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so Diamond's kind of, I guess, focused <clears throat> on that and uh, ready to slash with storm if uh something pops out of there okay all right uh top of the round one of them's been disarmed and the other one doesn't have a pole arm so yes the other one comes up out of the ice and they both close to melee with the two of you so those held off actions can go off first great pack it in half yeah oh please and thank you uh Twenty-nine and fifteen. Natural twenty. Nice. And a twenty. All right. So the first one of your of Aaron's hits. Of Zoe's hits. Fifteen slashing damage. Fifteen slashing. All right. Am I attacking uh, the injured one or is uh, uh, you you can you can make your you can make your choice on that actually. Would you be focusing on the injured they're both in melee with you guys, so focusing the injured one. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Diamond, both of yours hit. Are you focusing the injured one, or are you going up against the... Uh... She was watching the, the shadow, so she hit the new one. Okay, all right. So your first one hits, and your second one hits, actually. Yep, both of them. Uh, so 
13 plus 9, uh, 22 on the first one. Okay. And then um, 14 on the second one. All right. Okay. So they are going to attack you guys. Um, they are both on claws and sting right now. Uh, Zoe, what's your AC? 15. 15? All right. So these two claw strikes come out. One deals 10, the other 11 slashing damage. I'm not yet unconscious. All right. Uh, Diamond, same happens for you. Uh, What's your AC currently? Uh, With the shield, 15. 15? All right. The second one manages to make its way past the shield. You take 10 slashing damage from that. And then there's a snarl from one to the other, and both stingers lunge towards Diamond, actually. Oh, Lord. With a 20, you are hit with 17 piercing and 13 poison. Total of 30 points of damage there. I need you to make a constitution save. God. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, I do need to remind you, one of them is, one of them is blinded. If that, if that affects anything. Okay. Yep. No, it does. <laughs> one of them is blinded for the next minute. Okay. Oh. Oh, no. And then the second one, the blinded one, attacks you. Its first attempt is a 28. The second one is a 13. Uh, So 13 does not miss. 13 misses. All right. Is it the, so is it the same? Uh, No, that one, the sting just misses. So you don't take anything that way. Okay. Yeah, you, you aren't injured from the second sting, but you do need to make a constitution saving throw for the poison from the first one. Okay, I'm still, uh, oh my god, I took 30 points of damage from that stinger. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, okay. <clears throat> 13? You are poisoned. Oh. <clears throat> so, as suffering from the poison status, you will be at disadvantage on, I believe, attack rolls and ability checks. Uh, I'm going to expend one spell slot to do Hellish Rebuke on okay. the injured one, because fuck you. All right. Because <laughs> fuck you, that's why. Um, uh, he needs to make a uh, 16, DC 16, uh, dexterity saving throw. Okay. He makes this, a 20. <laughs> this is the blinded one. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, he he just he would have been a dis- I believe it would have been a disadvantage, but he he rolled a twenty. So okay. Uh, then he takes twenty points of damage. He takes twenty points of damage. Yes. So as this stinger comes in and lashes down at you, even though it misses, and those but those claws have bitten into both you and your your girlfriend standing next to you. You reach out with that hellish rebuke and just incinerate this thing, starting at the inside. And it just falls to ash. He oh, had exactly yay. points left. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <Cool>. Nicely. <laughs> Which brings us back to Cole. Okay. 
Spiritual weapon is going to lash out at the new one. Okay. Probably misses. 12 does miss. Yep. Slams into him, but doesn't seem to make any impact. And yeah, I'm just going to send two more Eldritch Blasts downrange. Okay. 14 and a 26. Second one does hit. One of them sails over his his shoulder past his head. He turns to sort of dodge out of the way, and you manage to catch him coming the, the opposite direction. 13 points 13. of damage. All right. Nicely done. That's me. Okay. I'll pull out my hand axe just in case something gets close to me. <laughs> just just in case Steph, uh, Steph starts. Yeah, in case another thing, a smaller thing pops up from other <clears throat> guys. Because if a bigger thing pops up like that, then I'm just going to yell for diamond anyways. Care. Diamond hurts. Diamond hurts real bad. <laughs> diamond is, is bloodied. <laughs> I have literally no healing powers. I guess Ella I'll just Shard. try and get them to attack me. Elishard steps forward. <laughs> and he's going to cast Lightning Lore. There's a cantrip. Yep. For a second, I thought he said Lightning Lore. And I was like, is he going to yeah. just tell the like, demons about yeah. how lightning works? We just <laughs> we see, we see if you have a lightning rod. All right, so this thing needs to make a strength save. He does have advantage on it. Yeah, he succeeds, so nothing happens there. And that means it is Wotan's go. Oh, I sort of flick my hand, and the wall gets 10 feet shorter off of it, 60 feet in length, and fires a blast at the... Uh, at the serening demon. So. Okay. Eight misses. <laughs> Eight does miss, unfortunately. <laughs> You've got movement bonus. Anything there? Why is it? Hang on a minute. I mean, that still would miss, but um, for some reason, it's not taking my range casting. I need to change my spellcasting ability back and then change it back again because I wasn't reading my spellcasting ability on that, but it still miss. Um, no, I'll stay where I'm at. Okay. <clears throat> Zoe, this thing's right next to you. Um, so, give me half a second to figure it out. Okay. Something else. Okay. Um, gonna just try and get it as annoyed at me as possible. Bonus action hex. Okay. Uh, which doesn't do any more damage for being high level, but can last for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to smash at it with my action and hopefully get okay. the thing away from Diamond. Sounds good. Um, you can maneuver into a position to get advantage with flanking with Diamond if you'd like. Do I need to make a deck save to do No that? deck save. Yet okay, then I will move into a flanking position. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. 17. 17, first one misses, unfortunately. You lash out with the sword. Natural 20, I assume, hits. Natural 20 definitely hits. Okay. Um, I have never used text before, so it's not actually in my rolls. That's okay. I think it will, with a crit, it would just be another 2d8 necrotic. Okay. 
Is hex D sixes or D eights? I think I was just uh, checking when the GM gave me a definitive answer. Uh, the hex spell is D sixes. The hex blade curse, I think, is a D eight. Oh, uh, hex blade's curse actually doesn't do any damage because it's kind of lame. Sorry, extra D six. Oh, okay. So yeah, sorry, it's an extra yeah. two D six necrotic. My bad. <laughs> I was thinking something else. <laughs> So that's oh, right. 10 necrotic and 24 slashing, which is magical if that matters. It's helpful. But yes, no, ma magic, magical definitely matters. All right. So that's a total of 34 from one hit. Very nicely done. He's looking a little tattered now. As Rurik picks up his war axe or his war pick and decides that he's had enough of this bullshit. Is he going to try to make it a yeet hammer again? No, he's just going straight rage. Um, was that your Hexblade's curse target, Aaron? Uh, it's not Hexblade's curse, it's just the spell hex. Yeah, sorry, I was wondering if you had used your Hexblade's curse on them or not. Uh, no, that also requires a separate bonus action, and uh, right. Ken has really weirdly specific abilities... I mean, it gets your proficiency bonus to your damage rolls, so, you know. All but right. No. Uh, Rorik comes in and manages to put two solid blows into this thing. <clears throat> keeping his shield up and his head down. And just jams the pointed end of the war pick into one leg and then the other trying to hamstring it as much as possible uh and then cora what's cora gonna do what does cora even have it? i'm juggling so many character sheets this is ridiculous yeah. whoops Okay. Yep. Mind spike sounds like a good plan. <laughs> okay. Intelligence save with advantage. Still manages to succeed. Okay. Hmm. All right, Aurelia. Hmm. All right. I'm gonna. <clears throat> I'm gonna fire. Uh, still holding up the 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 weird weapon that I pulled off this thing, just in the background because okay. I have concentration up on my telekinesis. telekinesis. Yep. Oh, mm -hmm. Yep. For effect, uh, I'm a fire. Uh, is it 20? twenty hits? Mm. Yay! Seven piercing. Okay. Mm and yeah, that's my turn. Still backing up away from this thing. I don't like it. Okay, uh, diamond. You've got advantage based on your current positioning with this thing. Oh, because this might be relevant when the demon's turn comes back up. Did, I, because I missed last session. Did the armor and gear that we had asked for arrive? Yes. Mm -hmm. Everybody, yeah, you've got access to your plate armor. And okay, that sort of plate armor, thank you. I need yes, to add that to my character sheet. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I still, I, I have disadvantage on attacks because of poison. Well, but you have advantage for your positioning, so all attacks will just be a flat roll. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... Yes. Uh, swinging. Uh, no, I want to keep my shield because it hurts. <clears throat> or 
Uh, the first one hits, second one does not. Yeah. Uh, 11 points of damage. Okay. Um, well, I could have probably gotten away. Uh, you know what? That hurt. I don't want to get hit again. It'll hurt. Um, Diamond Missy steps away. Okay. Uh, she uh, stay safe. She, yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want uh, another really big hit like that uh, could knock me out. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, she's gonna go. Uh, she just Missy steps behind uh, Elishard. Okay. So yeah, you just look over your shoulder to where you're you're planning to end up, mm-hmm. and. There's this cool breeze that sort of wafts over your face. <laughs> and a hand lays itself on your shoulder. What? You're not looking your best. <laughs> <clears throat> this isn't the misty escape, it's just a regular misty step. <laughs> I'm not trying to escape, but just I need to step away. Why are you here? <laughs> well, I need to show you where we're headed. <laughs> oh. And he sort of puts a hand on your shoulder and grabs your elbow. And you can see just that weird shift of time sort of freezing as he picks a path around the area. Don't step there. It's slippery. Yes, right. And all right. Now, the weird one with the worms in. He'll get in the way, I'm sure. Whatever. Um, the weird one with the worms in. <laughs> Gotta get a shot for that. <laughs> but uh, stay safe and uh, do your best. Call me if you need anything. <clears throat> Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Diamond says, clutching her. At least your patron is helpful. <laughs> Even if he's a troll. Mine's <laughs> just like, do the thing. I'm like, how? (laughs) Be a queen. Do it. (laughs) And then time sort of reasserts itself. And yep, you're in the back. Uh, Zoe, the bone devil is going to turn on you since you are the closest. Yep. Um, And two claw strikes and a tail sting. (laughs) Okay. These are not made at an advantage. And what's your AC currently? 15. 15. Well, a 10 misses. A 16 hits, so you take 8 slashing damage from that. Still alive. Okay. And the tail swing. That is a 21 to hit. I mean, yes. Okay. So... Uh, 12 piercing and 17 poison damage. Important question. Mm-hmm. Are these two damage types in one attack or two separate instances of damage? Uh, so it's two damage types, but one attack. Okay. Yeah. Because the 12 poison takes me to zero. Mm-hmm. I just need to figure out if that's more than my max. Uh, sorry, 12 and... 12 physical and how much poison? 17. Hmm. It's half your health again or your total health bar your, again? Your maximum oh, health bar. Your maximum health bar. Okay. Yeah, no, you then I'm fine. fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I was like half again and I was like, oh, shit. 
Um, but no, I'm just unconscious. I'm not okay. dead because I have 39 total hit points at full. And it just, seeing one of its prey fall, it just rears back. <laughs> I hadn't even taken the death symbol off from the last time I was unconscious. <laughs> Cool, cool. This is those character now, getting flattened by monsters that were going to hurt Diamond. Reaches down, grabs Zoe by the ankle, and starts stomping off down the tunnel away from you guys. Oh no! Oh, I mean, there's a wall of light blocking its way away, so you know it's negotiating around it. <laughs> well, we don't want it to get away, so. <clears throat> And I don't have access to Chains of Cursory yet. So uh, <laughs> I am going to cast uh, Hypnotic Pattern above it. Okay. So that's a wisdom save? Yes. DC 17. Um, I assume 20. that doesn't affect unconscious people because it's like a no, thing you no. need to see. Yeah, you would have to see it. It could give a shit about the Hypnotic Pattern. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Um, You've got your move and your bonus action left. Yeah. Uh, bonus action. Swing out with the spiritual weapon to... Okay. 25. 25 hits. Fifth level casting. Submit. 21 points of force damage. How do you want to do this? Thank you. Uh, I want the chain to reach around uh, its neck and then the claw will grab into it and then he just yanks back and just rips right through it. All right. So, yeah. So the, the chain with that weird misty gray radiance lashes out, wrapping once, twice around this thing's proportionally fairly narrow throat. The claw digging in to the tissue and catching, and then the chain just begins to tighten and constrict. One of the hands, the one that's not pulling Zoe, reaches up to try and claw away at whatever this thing is that's starting to cut off, and then all of a sudden, just with a crunch, it lulls down, stumbles to one knee, and then just collapses face first into the ice. <laughs> And that's one bone devil that's not getting up again. Which takes us out of the initiative order. What's happening, everybody? Well, um, the next person to go up would be... Uh, Elishard, who Elishard, will, who will who be using his... Yeah, who will be using his spare <clears throat> tank. So... Zoe is at least stabilized. I don't remember if he's at the level where Spare the Dying actually wakes the person up or not. I don't think so. I'll check, though. Because he's an undying warlock, and they get mm -hmm. that eventually. We do have two potions of healing. Ah, don't waste them. I'm not dying. <laughs> <laughs> but we have them. Yes, but we want to get off this ice. This is very true. In case... Yeah. Some more of those things are coming. I'm looking around to make sure we don't have any other visitors. If I can see the end of this ice, if we're not <clears> any closer, because oh no way, they can heal themselves when they use. Yeah, they, they can get they can get temporary hit points themselves when they use spare the dying, which he is at that level. So yeah, regain hit points equal to one d plus con. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. 
looking. All right. So what was that, Aurelia? You're just looking L- around? Looking around to see if we have any other visitors, how close we are, if I can see the end of this ice, something. Um, so you can like see that your... it goes around the corner and okay. probably for about another 100 feet or so. Okay. But you can't, your dark vision doesn't go, doesn't go much further than that. Than that so. Okay. Difficult. And I don't see any other weird shadows. In you here. don't see any other weird shadows or anything around, just the occasional spots of, of enchantment where you're pretty sure an ice spike would would come through. Got it. Okay. This one right over there. Don't don't get closer that way. Um. Should I can go ahead without and see how far we have to go on this ice without setting those off. I think. Yes. Mm, you can't see where... Yeah. Well, I don't need to because I won't be touching the ice. I'll be flying. How far above? I don't know where the trigger point is on the spell. Um, Hang on a sec. I have an idea. Um, I will actually move because I still got telekinesis up. I will move the weapon I have over one of the spots I see and basically like try and make a pass, I don't know, 10 feet above and see if it gets hit. Like if that if that triggers the the enchantment that's making these ice spikes happen. Okay. Um, you begin your experimental process. And yeah, no, it looks as though if, unless physical contact is made with the area, it's not going to trigger the- Okay. I, that will work, I think. Good idea. Okay, I'll leave Jinx here and let you guys know what I find ahead. Right, yell if you need help. I definitely will. I'll turn into a bird and fly, (laughs) uh, fly forwards uh, while everybody gets, and, see scout ahead cool Elishard steps over to Zoe and takes his his hand and just digs it slightly into his chest while placing another hand on Zoe's shoulder Zoe you heal 34 hit points Cool. Right, because he took life transference. He took life transference. <laughs> He's out of spell slots, but he can heal people like that. I'm nearly full. Ow. <sighs> Thanks. Of course. Uh, doesn't life transference heal double the amount of damage they take? Yes, but he has resistance to necrotic damage. Ah, okay, that makes so sense. So he only suffers half of what, so yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Life transference is a difficult warlock spell because you can't regulate how much you're going to hurt yourself <laughs> right, at all. You're just like, all right, we are going just to just wait. nuke ourselves down here. Okay. Well, that wasn't terrible. Wait and see. I assume people filming in on Cole is scouting ahead. Yep. Cole Cole went off to see how far this ice goes and if we should keep going. Alright, Cole, go ahead and make me a survival check. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. You hug the ceiling of this cavern 
and the ice begins to drop away below you as the the altitude uh, between the the floor and the ceiling begins to return more to where it was earlier. The ice continues down quite a ways. You travel for 10, 15, 20 minutes, and it's still just ice, ice, ice all the way down. Okay. I'll be relaying this through Jinx uh, as I'm traveling. Okay. Um. Based on what you had heard of the directions that were were given, you would not be surprised if this thing, this ice goes all the way to this apparent wall of granite that the water eventually is supposed to disappear underneath. Yeah. So I think, I think this ice is something we're going to have to deal with the whole way there. And I'll turn back and keep an eye out for if I can see, uh, well, no, it's too dark probably um yeah are we even going to be able to see the where we're supposed to well no that's under a wall granite okay yeah yeah we can all see fine in the dark and and ice the question is if there's more monsters underneath it yes and i can only check for one minute at a time Yep. So. <clears throat> I think we have to keep going. Yeah. This is just going to be a thing that happens with Cora. Is there any way we can... I don't have that spell. I thought about it. Didn't take it. Never mind. What spell? Remove curse? It's one I've been thinking about. Something to break apart a a more specified than a than it is spell magic. If Cora is cursed, if that is what this is, why things keep finding them? I mean, it might it might also not be a curse, but rather just the fact that Cora has taken their powers from something, and that thing is finding them through those powers. Yes, but if we can interrupt it for a little bit, redirect it, fail <clears throat> slightly, or we'd have to remove curse on the place. I. That's- can't take anyone with me, but I can teleport spam a decent distance with far step. That's splitting the party a fair bit. I can fly myself and two others for a bit. I mean, in terms of flight, I... Oh, that's right. Polymorph doesn't do anything better at higher levels. I can fly for a minute with the cloak. 
a minute or three with the cloak, um, and I can polymorph someone. But that's not enough to cover everybody. Can I look at Cora with my, cause I haven't done, I haven't really like investigated this before. Um, but with my Eldritch Sight and see if this is, if there's any sort of mark on them, something that might be drawing these, these types of things attention to them. Go ahead and give me an investigation check, let's okay. say. 19. 19. Um, primarily what you notice about Korra is there is obviously a faint magical aura coming from their finger. Yep. Where the the signet is. Can I tell Ak, because cause I, I know a little, I don't know all the things about the ring. What can I tell about the ring? I'm just curious. Um... Because okay. I know it's got it's got it's got a faint aura of divination magic to it. Okay, that's yeah, um, and some abjuration. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. And but nothing else. Nothing like. No, you don't find any sort of. There's nothing that particularly marks Cora specifically than other than just. They are a warlock, just like the rest of the of the the rest of you are. Yeah. All right. I don't, and so I probably wouldn't think that remove curse would do much of anything. Even if they had. don't appear to be under any sort of persistent enchantment or anything now. Yeah. yeah. And you know what it looks like when somebody's under a persistent enchantment. You've seen your sister. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, as far as you can tell, it's probably just um, a function of the pact that they okay. forced on their patron. Yep. All right. Well, we better get going then. Yep. Okay. I'm taking the front this time. We have time for a short rest, so some of us can get. Can we not take a short rest on the ice that's full of monsters? We had to wait for Cole to go out scouting. Yeah, Cole went and came back and was gone for maybe half an hour, not long enough for a short rest. Okay, no problem. Yep, keep going. All right. Am I still poisoned? You are no longer poisoned. No, poison only lasts a minute. Mm. Cool. So yeah, unless there was anything you guys wanted to do with a half an hour and two devil, uh, de- devil corpses. Ah, uh, I mean, I'll try and harvest them, see if there's anything okay. that might be like sellable or salvageable for use later. Go ahead and make <clears throat> me a survival check then. Cool. I'm looking at the weird weapon I took from off these things. I don't know. I'm curious. Um, that maximized my to the entire 24 aren't normally grapple weapons 24 um with a 24 you are able to get a couple vials of poison off of these things awesome yeah you're able to sort of extract one of the poison glands at the base of the stinger tail on one of them um and it's 
well, we'll say two doses of poison. It's pretty nasty stuff from what you can tell. Um, basically, you you can dose it on a blade, and the next attack that strikes with that um, will deal an extra 5d6 poison damage. Okay. Um, I'll hold one out to Rorik. Mm. It's pretty brutal, but... <laughs> Don't drink it's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Hey. Mm. He stashes it. He stashes it in his belt o pouches. He uses weapons, right? Oh yeah. No, I, he's, yeah, he's, I assume he will find good use for that. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, he he kind of grins. Right. Stashes it very gingerly. Looks yeah. like he's got he's got some some rough bandages and scraps of cloth that he sort of uses to pad it a little mm-hmm. bit, not not wanting to risk it yeah. potentially fracturing and, you know, running down his leg or something unpleasant. Oh, I just default assume that Rorik is the best at hitting things in the party. <laughs> He's pretty good. Uh, but Cole eventually returns bearing the, uh, the information. Whoever's leading... Uh, yeah, uh, probably again. Okay. Um, Aurelia, you can go ahead and make a perception check if you're keeping an eye out for more okay. ice spikes. I'm, sure, sure. I volunteered to be in the front. Of, uh, I am keeping it out for monsters under the ice. Okay. So go ahead. otherwise hidden. Go ahead and give me a survival check then, Zoe. Okay. I don't know why it had advantage, but that's a 24. We'll say somebody is up front helping you, but either okay. way, 24. Um, between the two of you with Aurelia keeping an eye out and Zoe doing her best to, to navigate the, the most efficient and safest path, you guys make your way down along. It is slow going as you're attempting to keep your feet as well as avoid potential areas of hazard. Um, really, as you keep refreshing that ability to detect the ambient magic in an area, you're you're noticing that these patches of of trap, more or less, tend to be clustered and sort of sporadically spread through. There will be anywhere from you know twenty to two hundred, sometimes even yards of of clear ice between them, and then another cluster. Um, <clears throat> Does it it's, seem to be getting worse at all or about the same? It's it's intermittent, but it's not getting more specifically more densely clustered or anything as you get further and further down. Okay. After a couple more hours of travel, however, you guys come to this granite wall where the ice sort of reaches and then crusts up against this rock face you can see the the bits of of cracking and and weathering from the frost heave near the near the lower reaches of this granite and at this point you're sort of in a larger more open cavernous area that the ice, the water, and therefore the ice has sort of poured out of and then spread out a little bit uh, 
before vanishing. There's a number of little different passages that lead out from this chamber. It's also getting pretty late in the day. Well, what we know about this is... We have to follow the mushrooms. That's what I was talking about with the ice before, is how are we going to see them? I'm looking around to see if I can find any of the... There's supposed to be mushrooms and lichens that we're going to follow. Okay. Uh, Give me a nature check. 14. 14. Whatever... You don't see anything growing in the immediate area. If it had been, it was probably killed by the proximity of this very, very unnaturally cold environment. The the immediate chamber that you're in itself is only slightly above freezing temperatures as to, in terms of the atmosphere in here it is it is unpleasantly cold there's not a lot of moving air which at least is nice but it is chilly to the extreme Anyone have a way to sense water or potentially he sense plants or make the plants grow faster? Um, <clears throat> if I can rest for an hour, I can um, get my spell slots back and make plants grow. I mean, okay. mushrooms are durable. That's why they survive down here at all they probably still have something underneath that we could track if we reinvigorate it. I mean, I need, I, I would need plants to already exist to make it work, but I can make the mushrooms really big. Hmm. I'm going <clears> to <throat> shift. And then while I'm shifted, I'm going to see if I can find any, I'm going to s- smell around and see if I can smell any mushrooms or lichen or anything like that. <gasps> Follow. <laughs> Does Zoe know what pigs are? Yeah. And that pigs have a specific relationship with mushrooms? (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and make me a history check, just because. Why history? Because that's your local knowledge. That's your cultural check. 17. You are familiar with the concept of a truffle hunting pig. Turn Aurelia into a pig. Aurelia, go search for mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm not turning my girlfriend into a pig. No, 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 no. Her boyfriend is already a bird. (sighs) I'm so good. (laughs) I'm also... refused to. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. Well, you're... I thought you'd yeah you're already looking so yes yeah really is now a pig go hunt truffles fine am I making a nature check as well uh so you, you know since you guys are actually trying to track by scent both of you will be making survival checks do okay. I have advantage for being a pig well let me see if there's any stats for pig I don't think so. I don't think they're in the... <laughs> it it might be hog or something. Who knows? 
Pig, medium beast, unaligned. AC 10, hit points 5. No. <laughs> Passive perception 9. Uh, That's not great. <laughs> so you are going to be making a survival check with a minus 1 modifier, but you do have advantage. Do I not keep my mental stats? Nope. You're polymorphed. Okay. All right. True polymorph, I think, lets you keep your mental stats. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm not a druid. I'm just... Do Helping. I... Okay, so it'd be... I just make a d20 roll then, I guess. 13. Oh, you have advantage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got a I'm, 20. I'm giving you advantage for being a pig. <laughs> ha! I was right. <laughs> no. This is justified. <laughs> so the two of you looking around Aurelia first Aurelia it's it's suddenly you're you're lower to the ground and and there are there are smells around and and some of them some of them are tasty you're a pig think like a pig Mara <laughs> you are in all ways shapes and forms that matter Right. I go follow that. I <laughs> like sort of dig down into follow wherever that is. Just so you 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 snorfle around for a bit and then eventually Snorfle's take one of the word, yes. Right. And eventually take one of the, the side passages and find yourself with coal trailing eventually jowls deep in a patch of mushrooms and lichen. I'm eating it. Yeah, I figured you probably were. Yep. It's adorable. And while Aurelia takes a swine lunch very, very late in the day, that's where we're going to go to a break for a bit. So we yeah. should be live. Okay, welcome back, everybody. So, uh, Aurelia the pig is yep. is chin deep in mushrooms it's very good I'm enjoying myself cute so you have found a passageway that seems to have a decent fungal population yeah and my awesome. mind is a pig so I'm not informing anyone because I'm busy <laughs> right because yeah, you're having a snack thank you very much yeah you do retain any languages, you know, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, but, but my you just don't have a ton of brain with which to think in them. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. And but... I'm busy and I'm annoyed and I know I'm annoyed at you. So I am. Well, yeah. So, so Zoe is going to slowly scoot the pig along, trying to get it to the next mushroom patch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Aurelia currently has an intelligence of two. Yep. <laughs> and she's going to be that way for an hour. I Good news is she's not smart enough to figure out that I am scooting her down the tunnel. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, you seem to have found some mushrooms. Uh, right about now, you guys are starting to flirt with the exhaustion line. Yeah. Given like how long you've been traveling and how late in the day it is. I'm going to try again for what I had been trying before we met the ice of a place that's a little bit off of the trail or maybe has a little bit of cover to rest. Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me a survival check. Advantage for knowing the Underdark really well. 
Sure. Mm. With a 21, uh, in this small network and maze of caverns, there are any number of little hidey holes that you could set up a camp in and get some rest for a period of time, recoup your energy, your health, and your spell slots, etc. Awesome. I'll point one out. Hopefully we start setting up camp, decide on watches, and then I'll bop, pop Aurelia back. Okay. That's easy enough to do. So Aurelia, after about an hour or so, you find yourself Whoa. with your hands and knees back in your normal body with your brain and a mouthful of mushrooms. I would spit and those I... out. They might not agree with his human constitution. Give me a nature check, Aurelia. <laughs> sure. Seven. Seven. Yeah, you're pretty sure none of these were toxic. I swallow them. <laughs> Make a constitution save. Cool. My best one. Twenty. Twenty. All right. You swallow them. Okay. <clears throat> There's no, a little I'm... bit of rumble in the stomach. Ooh, I'm that fine. Probably, pro probably wasn't a wasn't a great idea, but <clears throat> but you're not throwing up yet. Nope. Can you not do that? <laughs> or like warn me? Sorry. You got us where we needed to go. If someone else wants to be the pig tomorrow, just let me know. <laughs> I can also shift and I kind of get better at things like that so we don't have to turn anybody into a pig. Does it have to be a pig? Aren't, pigs are particularly good at mushrooms. And we needed a mushroom sensor specifically. Okay, I didn't know that, so... <laughs> Good, good pick. Well, I was today years old. Yeah. <laughs> I thought pigs were good for bacon. I didn't know that they were good for mushrooms, too. I, I'm sure they are also good for bacon. So who's taking the first watch? <laughs> I'll take for sleepy time junction. I'll take first because I've still got spells or okay. not spells, but I've still got stabs. Mm hmm. And I'll put Jinx, we're in a hidey hole. Uh, yep, pretty much. Mm. So I'll put Jinx down the way we came a little bit, and then okay. I'll send Edgar the other way farther ahead a little bit. I found numerous hidey holes, so I assume I can point some out to Cole. Yeah. <sighs> and, Diamond dumps bubbles out and she's like, go, go eat a few mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> He does. Hmm. <laughs> Trundles off. Come on. I'll take first watch too. Okay. okay. Uh, go ahead and make me another constitution save with disadvantage. Great. <laughs> the walls are about to start warping. Listen, this is... I've... <laughs> Hey, Aurelia volunteered for first watch after I did, which means that I get to watch her trip guilt-free. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So uh, you start first watch. Uh, yep. Go ahead and just each of you give me a perception check. Okay. Six. Seven, because I don't have advantage. Okay. Um, my advantage toggle is not working properly. No worries. So you guys hunker down, find a marginally sheltered area that gives you some some decent view of the surrounding area. Uh, Zoe, you're just keeping an eye out, listening to see if anything's moving through the tunnels, looking for for any sort of evidence, any intruders. Aurelia, you're trying to do the same. Yep. Keeping an eye out. And time passes. Someone reaches out and hands you a snack. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. What is it? It's some jerky. Okay. I look at it, and then I re- it takes a second. <laughs> and then I look over to see who gave me the snack. Because... It's Carter. Who? Carter. He's a goblin. He's He's been a friend of yours probably three, four years now. He used to he used to be part of the janitorial at Vascone. Okay. You, what? What? What are you doing here? Cleaning the halls. He picks up his little mop bucket and starts swabbing down the stones. You look hungry. You know, brain food. No, yeah, I definitely am. Um. Hang on. I try... He rings out his mop, <clears throat> slashes it back down again. I've tried doing my mental mental uh, talking. Are... This isn't... It's ice. It's just turning to ice. What is? The water. I mean, is it cold? Yes. So it turns to ice. Yep. And doesn't clean anything. What are you doing here? I'm seeing things. Okay, hang on. Well, yep. I mean, the water in my bucket's fine. Uh, I got that from the fountain. Where's the fountain? It's right where it's always been. Knee points at the fountain that's probably about 20 feet away from you. Right. <clears throat> Uh-huh. That was not there two seconds ago. I... <sighs> cool. Great. You're not there. <laughs> I'm seeing things. Well, while you're seeing things, could you scoot over a sec? I gotta get that spot that you're sitting yeah, in. Yeah, sure. No problem. Hi, scoot over. <laughs> <laughs> he, he mops the bit where you were... Uh... So how's it been going? Oh, you know, can't complain. Mm-hmm. Steady job, I... decent hours most of the time. I can complain. Here, hold my bucket, would you? Yep, sure. He hands you a bucket. Yep, reach out the hand for it. Hold You've it. got a bucket. Yep. There's water in it. Uh-huh. 
It is, I dip my finger in it. And you fall into the bucket. <laughs> and you're gone. <laughs> it's, it's like going, it feels like you're getting washed down a gutter that's human size. There's just a whoosh, whoosh, whoosh of water that's just pulling you down. All right. Earlier, come on. Don't tense up. It's going to be fine. Okay. Just get through it. Just. And then you come to a splash and you're just floating in water. Look around. See what it's like. It's a big bunch of water inside a really big goddamn bucket. Emma, okay, so I am like floating. I'm not. You're floating. Yeah, you you kick your legs a little bit. You can't touch bottom. All right. Is it cold? It's cool. Not uh, like not like painfully chilly. Not like you're gasping for air just because of how cold it is. It's it's cool. Am I actually floating? Because I don't think Aurelia can swim. You're actually floating. Okay. This is, huh. Right. Okay. Hey. Well. Hello. I'm just gonna call out. <laughs> this is. Hi, really. Hi. Who's it's that? Constance. <laughs> oh. From outside, up, above. No, she's kind of floating there, right next to you. <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. Constance. Hi. Hi. I hug her. <laughs> She hugs you back. She's got arms. <sighs> How are you? Well, having to stay in the water all the time is kind of annoying, but... Mm. Yeah. And I can't really climb out of here, what with the no. tentacles and all, but... Mm. Are you an octopus? You kind of give her a look over... She's no, human. I, asked, I, oh. I straight up ask her that. <laughs> this is weird. About half. Okay. Half? Yeah. She kind of points down, and you can see through this murky, kind of grayish water that she's got tentacles from basically the, the waist down. Okay. Just, they Do they sort I? of float out by... No, you've got legs. Okay. They kind I of have just... a hand. Yeah, you've got... You're, you're human. Okay. But yeah, in place of legs, she sort of just has this billowing, mm. almost almost like a bell dress of tentacles with a little bit of webbing in between the various yeah. appendages. Cool. I... Okay. Yeah. Been stuck in here a while, though. Did you just show up? Yeah, I did. I mm. fell into a bucket. Sure. Yep. Um, I keep trying to talk to you. Do you hear me? Blood. What do you mean? Blood. Blood. You... I cast <laughs> detect thoughts. So you make the gesture and focus mm -hmm. in on your sister. 
And as you complete your somatic component there, she grabs your hand and just bites down. You lose three fingers. Okay. And she's just gnawing on it viciously. Her teeth aren't the normal kind of flat human ones. They're needle-sharp, razor, serrated at the edges almost. And she is just annihilating the lower half of your arm. Constance! I try and get away. Probably. You feel those tentacles under the water latch around your legs and pull you in closer. Her arms somehow split and manifest. She's got about six of those now. And she is just going to fucking town on your entire body. You can see your own blood starting to stain the water around you. And Constance shows no signs of stopping. Did did the detect thoughts work at all? Am I hearing anything? Mm -mm. Okay. You got nothing. Okay. I don't have any left if it actually went off. Um... I'm going to try and get away from her. I'm I'm attempting to push off, get her arms off, uh, trying probably to get her face away from me first. Make me an athletics check. Okay. 13. 13. You lash out wildly, trying as best you can, kicking and pushing as much as possible, trying to get away from Constance. And for a minute there, you do. <clears throat> and she disappears underneath the water in a sort of swirl torrent as her eyes go wide and she just opens her mouth and starts frenzying at the little bits of chum that used to be you that are sort of floating around. As she does so, you see those tentacles at her, above, beneath her waist begin to swell and grow and become increasingly more massive and they reach up and out of the water and it's like it's like a building almost coming down on you as one of them slams bare inches away from your face you rock it to one side with the displaced fluid slamming into the wall of the bucket and then you you blink a bit and The water is just draining away from where you're seated on the stone. Carter's mopping away. (laughs) And his bucket's still over there, or has it, like, tipped over? I'm looking around. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's got his bucket kind of over by him. (laughs) Yep, yep. I look at my hand. Is it still there? Am I injured? What... You look at your hand. Yep. And it's it's there, but there's something weird about it a bit. Weird how? Well, it's it's like you've still got thumb, finger, 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 you know, and right. that sort of thing. But they don't seem to be just made of skin and bone. It's like a whole bunch of tiny little tentacles all wrapped together. It still feels like a hand, but it don't it doesn't look like a normal hand. <laughs> right. But, mm. Zoe, you've just seen Aurelia sort of <laughs> lean back and then start flailing a little bit. <laughs> 
can I get and, like a then, medicine or insight or and then, something? And then sit bolt upright and just stare at her hand. <laughs> this is normal. Yeah. Can I get a sense yeah, of if this is a just a check. trip? Yeah, go ahead and give from me a From eating check. the mushrooms I told her not to because she doesn't trust me. 13. Best guess. She's having a mushroom dream. Yeah. Does Aurelia seem to be the kind of person who trips quietly or is going to start making noise? <laughs> you could go either way right about now, but she's been mostly quiet most of the time so far. Uh, trips are one of those things that you can't always predict when it's going to make that hard left, you know? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I'll, I'll sort of nudge Woden awake. Wait, we don't have a William. No, he's there. No, he's there. Oh, he's there. Unless he's asleep again. He <laughs> hey, William. Yep, I think Maybe? he has. I think. I think you're either fine. muted or asleep. Okay, oh, there we go. Not cool. <laughs> okay. Sorry. You're being nudged awake by Zoe. Super in character. <laughs> uh, sort of whispers to you it seems like Aurelia's having a bit of a trip <laughs> gesturing over to where Aurelia is essentially staring at her hands uh-huh. which I don't mind except for potentially gets loud and compromises our, her hiding Well, I don't have anything to fix that, do you? I have a piece of fabric. We could gag her. <laughs> that probably doesn't that's... help overall. I don't know if that's a good thing for someone who's tripping. Might oh, no, it's a it. bad idea. Like, like, it will definitely make the trip worse. I don't know. You were a sea captain. You must have had people <laughs> get typically... high as balls on your ship. Yeah, typically speaking, I mean, that the did an- happen. <laughs> typically speaking, the answer was to club them unconscious and lay them down on a cot or something. That's a good idea. Hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just going to see if I can magic weapon, or not magic weapon, but... Wait, Diamond, have to put her to sleep. Jesus. <laughs> do I know Diamond can still do that? Also, that's an area of effect. I've run into this before. Just uh, um, from the lowest hit points, it goes up. You could. I think you're aware that Diamond can do that based on the uh, the heist for the Mist Embrace. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I'm just trying to take Aurelia's hit points down so they're lower than my <laughs> naturally low hit points. Right. Sounds good. Okay. And then I'll wake Diamond up. Go ahead and make an attack with advantage because this is definitely an unsuspecting surprise surprised yep, yep, opponent. Yep. Um any of you who have friends who have a bad trip do not do this. No, no, <laughs> Zoe is an evil no. person. <laughs> <laughs> That's two natural ones which means 11. <laughs> so you you're wow. like, okay, this will be this will be fairly easy. And you strike out towards sort of the base of 
of Aurelia's neck, just going for like, you know, a nice good ring the bell type strike. Yeah. So Aurelia, you were yep. staring at your hand. Yep. This is not okay. And then the tentacles that make up the palm sort of split a little bit. Ah! And a little hand comes mm. and starts squirming its way out of your hand. No, I am going to punch that down. <laughs> Just sort of repress that. <laughs> you slam it down on the ground trying to stifle whatever this thing that's crawling out of your body is which is why zoe your strike goes almost comically wide as suddenly the head swerves to one side and Aurelia is kind of slapping the ground as hard as she can. Okay, I'm waking up Diamond. <laughs> Hold on, let me try something oh, real quick. Let me okay. see if I can. Let me see if I can at least get her attention enough to do something here. And Moten will sort of like pull his compass off of his off of his uh, like his. I don't know what you could, the bandolier that he's got. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sort of walk up to Aurelia, and just sort of lock. Onto her eyes, even if he can't get her to look at him, uh-huh. and just start to like thump his finger against the side of the compass, and he's going to use Siren Song on Aurelia. Okay. <laughs> so Aurelia, you're slamming your hand in, and you turn it over. Yep. And it's like you—you've never seen claymation, you know. Yeah. But it almost has that sort of look as Shathal's face is kind of smushed to the side a little bit from where you slammed it into the ground. Now, really, there's no call for that sort of behavior. <laughs> Go away! Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to, to do thusly, but I'm stuck in your hand. Get out, then. I'm going to try and pull him out and, like, fling him away. Well, don't grab there. That's quite indecent. Excuse me, ma'am. He clambers out. I begin to... I'm probably going to scream at this point. This this is too much. Make a wisdom save with disadvantage. Okay. Hey. Still beats my (laughs) (laughs) knees. Shathal is humming a tune that you can't quite place. Uh, and you decide, that's irrelevant. I'm ignoring that for now. Yep. It's actually impressive how she's too high to hear this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Should I wake Diamond or are you going yeah, to? Yeah, prob- probably. Diamond's probably going to be the best bet for this. Honey, dear, wake up, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but Aurelia's. Um, what's wrong with What's wrong with Aurelia? She's just tripping. It's just mushrooms. You have that magic that can put people to sleep, right? Uh huh. Can then you put Aurelia to sleep so she doesn't blow our cover, slamming her hand against the ground because she's tripping? Mm-hmm. So really, uh, at this point, you've given. Shathal a bit of a toss and he's just sort of bobbing in the air in front of you. Go away! Uh, I'm actually going to do mental link to Korra. (laughs) I didn't ask to be here. So who are you to tell me where I should go? Get your imp away from me! (laughs) 
I beg your pardon. I'm a closet. Mm. Whatever. Cora. Do I, do I see them? Cora does not like, appear to be anywhere nearby. Cora! I begin shouting. Stop <laughs> shouting, really. If you want a message to Cora, then you might as well just pass it through me. I'm the quickest avenue. Tell Cora to get you away from me. Well, if you want me to be somewhere, you could talk to me. I'm not a tool. I'm a person. <laughs> Diamond drapes herself over Aurelius, still super sleepy, uh, and she's like, shh, shh, come to sleep. Night-night. Let's go night-night. <laughs> go ahead and roll your dice. Um, how how many hit the points area of effect, and am I in 41. it? Because uh, it's, oh, one. <clears throat> You're probably familiar enough to know to back away 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we can just make sure no one else is in 20 yeah, feet. Yeah, you can make sure nobody else is. 52. <laughs> 52. That does it. Well, it looks like you're having a bit of a lie down. And everything goes dark. <laughs> I'll finish up watch on my own. Thank you. Odin <laughs> goes back to lay down. <clears throat> and because Aurelia is magically asleep, I will, once everyone else is gone, whisper over her. If you think that my, was my revenge, you're wrong. That was just me doing what I would have done anyway to get us through a puzzle. That was just the cherry on top. Don't worry, there's still a whole Sunday we have to go through. Do I hear that? You At do all. not. You're asleep. Cool. You're having a good sleep. You're having a sleep. Zoe is quite aware. We'll see how no that lasts after the that. minute of the spell ends up. See if she stays asleep. Probably a minute is all your brain really needs to kind of like reorient itself. You have a different brain than I do. <laughs> all on right. The trip and got like like asleep. Great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's taking second watch? Uh, Cole. Okay. Elishard, I think, would join you. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. I have to change something real quick because okay. I have Edgar on my shoulder. So call Edgar back. Yeah. No, I don't have him on my shoulder. Oh, so you don't have him. On your shoulder. Yeah, I'm gonna leave okay. him out there the whole the whole night uh, so okay. that warn us if anything does come by. But fourteen. Okay. You can see that there's a little bit. the The only thing that strikes you as odd is that near where the the best positioning for, for keeping an eye out, there's a patch of water that wasn't there before. Seems to be drying. No particular source of origin that you can find. Yeah, are we still by the ice? No, you guys have gone down the tunnel a ways. Yeah. It's still cold, but it's not... You're not in the you're not in the the range of the ice anymore. I'll look up. Is there something is it from the ceiling? <laughs> Doesn't seem to be. Just a faint bit of a puddle, like somebody dumped a canteen out or something. Huh. Okay. Would you say it's been long enough for a short rest? Oh yeah. Okay. 
All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what to do about the water. I mean, it looks like it's just water. Hmm. Yeah. I'll, okay, that's weird. And keep watching. Okay. And who's taking third watch? Uh, I guess Wotan will. Okay. We'll say Cora joins for that one. Wotan will sort of <clears throat> idly be tracing runes across the ground uh, during the watch, which is basically my way of using the new warlock feature to change a spell out while he's sounds good changing out one of his spells. Okay, go ahead and give me your perception check as well. That's right, we can change out a spell. Nine. Nine, yeah. Well, I'm drawing ruins, I'm not paying attention. Yep, you don't hear anything. At one point, Cora puts a hand kind of on your shoulder. I look up. And you listen. Feel like the faint, hear the faint fall of a rock somewhere fairly <clears throat> distant. Doesn't sound too close. They just fold their hands back again and keep watching and listening. But other than that, the rest of the evening uh, proceeds undisturbed, more or less. And everybody wakes up. Um, Jack. Yes. Quick question. Uh-huh. Um, because when you first gain the ability to cast Teleportation Circle, you learn... The schedule for two destinations on the material plane determined by the DM. Are there any locations that I can have if I learn this spell from my patron? So, as far as teleportation circle works here, not really. It's one of those things where you would have to establish them yourself. Um, so it's still a useful one to have, but you would have to generate it over a period of time for it to be useful, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So I would have to establish teleportation circle before it yeah. would be useful mm-hmm. to use. Okay, but you are you are familiar with the the function and how it can be utilized and employed. You understand the mechanics of it. Hmm? All right, and then I will not swap that one out for right now, just because we don't have time to. We don't have time to do that right now. So good to know. I'm also going to be swapping out a spell. Okay. I was going to, but I was busy, so no. <laughs> Am I awake? Uh, yep, you can be awake. <laughs> okay. I do. I remember all of that. Vaguely. There's some details that seem to be... You are very clearly in recollection of the fact that your sister ate most of your lower right arm. Yeah, I'm checking that. Down to, like, the bone. Yeah, I'm checking that. Seems to still be there. Morning, Aurelia. Are you feeling better? Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't eat the mushrooms. I did try and tell her. Oh, did something happen with those? Aurelia, do you want to tell? 
I ate the mushrooms because I was a pig. Because she turned me into something without my consent. And then I... They seemed fine to me. And they were already in my mouth, so... See, once you're back as a human, that's where the problem is. Your pig brain would have known which mushrooms the pig could eat. I'm sure. Not the problem. Anyway, and then I had some strange visions that were a little disturbing, but I'm fine now. So, are we going to find... We have the rock wall now, so we found, or no, um, that happened before the pig happened. Um, hang on. The tunnel on our way. The order events. We have where we need to go. There is supposed to be a waterfall. Right? No, mm -hmm. that already. Yeah, we need to continue tracking the mushrooms without eating them as humans this time. Yeah. Um, are the mushrooms more above ground now or? Yes. At okay. this point, you're starting to be able to see patches of them still growing, okay. lichens on some of the walls, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, we need to continue tracking the mushrooms. Once we've done that, we should arrive at a waterfall. Right. So we go that way. All right. Start. Want some of us to sneak ahead. Scout ahead, or um. might be a good idea see what we're walking into this is if i had i would have guards yeah patrols if this is a halfway decent fortress there are also probably going to be traps again they won't just have the ones that were out there so keep an eye yeah, I'll keep an eye out for those. All right. So, Cole, you're leading forward. Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead a bit. <clears throat> okay. First, give me a survival check. See if you can follow the mushrooms. <sighs> nope, not advantage, but 20. 20? All right. You, you're able to pick up on where the fungus is located and growing and follow it as best you can. Uh, give me an investigation check as well, let's say. Fourteen. Fourteen. You continue along for a little ways in front of the group. About how far are you are you leading in front of them? I'd probably be like 25, 30 feet ahead of them. Oh, okay. Far. In that case, I will need you to give me a dexterity save. All right. Eighteen. Eighteen. <clears throat> You're walking along, and then all of a sudden you hear a quick snap, and you leap back as something loops out right where your foot would have been and zips up as 
a piece of stone just sort of tumbles out of the wall, maybe about 20 feet ahead. On trap, guys. <laughs> Looks like it was that kind of classic snare that would have yeah. caught you by the ankle and just yanked you off your feet and up. Yep, we can still anticipate this area is heavily trapped. I will pull out my 10-foot collapsible pole and I'll start tapping <laughs> <laughs> forward ahead. All right. You find three or four more traps along the way. Most of them in uh, stage to have something collapse on top or swing out. The, the, the mechanics behind them seem fairly simple, but they are reasonably well-concealed for the most part. But it seems that you are definitely getting into the area where they have gone out of their way to protect themselves against intruders as much as possible. I think we're in the gauntlet part. Um. As you begin to maneuver through these winding caverns, following the mushrooms as best you can, you start to occasionally see little bits of water seeping out and once in a while for at least a brief period of time running in a very, very narrow stream across the floor of the cavern, but it always vanishes into a crack or just dries up and spreads out to the point where it's no longer uh, a water course of any particular significance after a while. It's a bit warmer now. Also, you're starting to leaving that chill of the of the ice fields behind. And you follow the mushrooms into a small chamber. Mm. Everything seems to dead end here or would if it weren't for the slabs of stone that sort of form a spiraling ascending staircase on the interior. Go ahead and give me another investigation check. Just Cole or whoever's looking? Cole. As who's leading. 17. 17. <clears throat> you step in and your foot treads on a piece of, of, of wire, little trip wire, and you yank back just in time. You disturbed it somewhat, but you freeze for a minute, and it doesn't seem to have any particular effect immediately. Uh, I'm going to check to see if I didn't set it off. See if, okay. And if it hasn't been set off, see if I can just disarm it. Go ahead and give me a perception check, then, if you're trying to see whether or not this has been completely disturbed. 23. If it is attached to a trigger of any sort, that doesn't seem to have been set. I will attempt to uh, Yeah. 
I think I'll actually just point it out uh, so that people can just step over it. Because um, if it's an alarm thing, it, I don't know. I'll try to disarm it. Okay, go ahead and give me a thieves tools check then. All right. 12. <laughs> 12? Yeah. You just... I will... Yeah. It, I'll use DM inspiration. Oh, okay. Go ahead and roll me a D8 then. I haven't used it in a while. <laughs> 13. 13. Hey. <laughs> you reach out and just clip it. And as you do so, it just away into a crack in the stone. You wait. Don't hear anything. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think we're good. Seems to be. <clears throat> but you guys are confronted with this more or less circular chamber that sort of chimneys straight up, probably about 40, 50 feet in diameter, roughly, with these large, shallow stone steps spiraling their way upward ledges about probably two, three feet forming these. I mean, they're they're much deeper than you would expect if it was meant to actually be a staircase. So you're guessing this is just a, a slope of some sort to ascend up to what looks like, well, you can't really see it from your perspective, but if there's an exit at the top, you assume going up that way. Does it look like it was built by something? And if I, it, it, what can I tell if, if it's built by? Can I tell if it's built by anything that I know of? Uh, with your archaeologist feature. Yep. Um, as you you look to try and get the idea of what's uh, what's going on here, <clears throat> you would say probably. Either Durgar or Kobold construction. Okay. Little difficult to tell, but yeah, that would be your guess. You know that Kobolds tend to be will be be quite willing to just take over whatever they find. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, you're you're guessing probably an old Durgar staircase, but definitely used more by kobolds in any sort of recent history. Oh, this looks like something. Any, I mean, that's the obvious way up, but false entrances and stuff like that. Um, looking around to see if I can see any other ways, if there's like anything in the floor. This is a pretty big room, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, anybody who wants to poke around, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Mm -hmm. Sure. Seven. Why the hell? Four. <laughs> so, Diamond, as you're looking around, Four. Yeah. you're you're trying to see if there's any sort of alternates or hidden aspects to this. You do find a small 
crevice that seems to have been packed up with debris. There might be something buried in there. Aurelia, you're prodding around a bit also, and you find what seems to be a seam in the stone, almost like there's a there's a block or a section that could was either inserted or could be extracted. Just a small spot, probably no more than 18 inches wide, maybe that high as well. There's a seam here. Can't hear you, Nikki. Sorry, I started digging through the debris. Okay. Um, you start scraping through, pulling out the the looser material and that sort of thing. And then you come out with a small dagger and a little bag of something that jingles. Cool. Uh, open that bag up. Uh, so there is 117 copper pieces, mm -hmm. 13 silver pieces, and one gold piece. Hmm. All that one gold piece. 173 copper. 117. 117. And then how many silver pieces? 23 silver. 23. And then one gold piece. And one gold piece. And a regular old dagger? Yep, just a standard dagger. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely some old blood on the blade. Oh, yeah. Ah, dungeons. Yeah. Everything's perused. Uh, Diamond's gonna Diamond's gonna leave leave that dagger and pack it back up, but she's gonna take the gold. Okay. I'm looking at this seam thing that I found. Um it's... Yeah, you think if you like jammed a crowbar in there maybe or Right. We're able yeah. to exert some force to it somehow. I what do I have? I don't think I have a crowbar. Uh, you know that many members of your party have crowbars. Do hey, um, anyone got a crowbar I can use? Right. Okay. I I just grabbed one of them. Okay. <laughs> Random. Uh, and um, might want to get back if it shoots something or does something terrible. I don't think so, but if I put. Right. If I just push this right here. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and give me an athletics check at advantage because you've yep. got a crowbar. Sweet. 13. 13. You're able to kind of fiddle it in there and start to make a little bit of progress. This block does seem to be coming out without too much resistance. It's just trying to actually get the force transmitted from the bar to the block along the vector that you want is a little tricky. Mm -hmm. But it's about halfway out and you're able to grab hands on either side of it at this point. Diamond, can you grab the other side? And pull it out. Okay. You guys can both make the athletics checks then for this one. Cool. 20. 14. <laughs> so with Aurelia stabilizing it, Diamond just kind of grabs on and just with a grinding sound slides this block out of the wall. 
and inside you find a number of interesting things. Ooh, hacking us? There's a small wooden crate, actually, that's in there. And there's a faint chemical odor that just sort of wafts out as you pull the, uh, stings stings the nose a little bit. I'm gonna do, uh... I can never remember what this stupid thing is called. It's on the uh, septic crate. Oh. Do, do, do. Detect magic. I'll just say it's a porta potty. Just to see <laughs> yeah. what we're what we're looking at we here in case here. I need to be concerned about something blowing up. Okay. Um. So the first thing you as as <clears throat> you you cast detect magic on it, and there's a little bit of magic in there. Okay. As you pull it out and begin to go through it, you find four flasks of alchemist fire. Ooh. Two sets of thieves tools. Two potions of healing. Just the just the baseline one, and two other potions that you can't identify quite. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Right. That might, but they seem magical to me. They do seem magical. Yes. Okay. Right. Um. Thieves tools. Cole, you want some? Um. Zoe, do yeah, you I'll take an extra pair. Yeah. I have a pair. Um, Do you want an extra pair? Sure. Yeah. In case it breaks. Um, healing potions. Uh, Diamond, your girlfriend keeps falling over. Because <laughs> I keep running away. It's so bad. I need to get better. <laughs> um, and Cor, you're squishy. I'm just going to give stuff out if no one objects to things. Um, and I've got Alchemist Fire for flasks. I'll yeah? take one. Cole? I will also take one. Right. Wotan, I feel Galishard, you might be able to use that. I'll give Galishard right. the, the, the other two, actually. Um, I'll keep one. I know what it does. Presumably. So one for Elishard, one for me, and then I don't know what these are. I hmm. hmm. Can I look at them? See if I know. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me an Arcana check. Can I make you're that trying as to, well? Yeah, if you're trying to identify what these seem to do. No. Nineteen. <laughs> 19. So one of them seems to be very black and sticky looking substance. As you tip it back and forth, it seems very, very viscous. R. And you kind of think back to some chemistry and, and alchemy information that you'd had at Vescone 
this is a single dose of oil of slipperiness. Ah. The other one also seems to be an oil of some sort. But it seems to have a lot of very thin silver shards in it, giving it sort of a sparkly appearance. You've never seen this one before, but it seems to be some sort of oil. Huh. I want to keep this one. So I'll keep the, the weird one that I don't know it does. Um, oil of slipperiness. Uh, oh, Hayden. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you summoned me from the after. <laughs> Anyone want this? I'll take the sparkly potion. I want to keep that. Oh, you want to keep the sparkly potion? Then yes. no, I don't. I don't want the oil slick one. That seems like a bad time. And no one else will take it. I will. Right. You mean you don't want to give the sparkly princess a sparkly potion? I don't know what it does, Diamond. I want to investigate it. Yes, you see, the thing the thing about this kind of oil is it's useful for escaping bonds. Mm-hmm. Like the kind we found ourselves in when we first met your family, Diamond. <laughs> a bomb? I've got a lot of ways to get out of tight spots. Woden, and you can take that one. Right. Well, okay. Um, well, it just seems like there's... As I fling my pen. Uh, that just seems to be stashes of loot. I don't see any other way into this lair besides up. Um, we all ready? <clears throat> Isn't it supposed to be concealed by a waterfall? Yes. Yeah, well... Kind of. <sighs> Follow the mushrooms until you find the waterfall. Yeah. If we haven't found it yet, we need to keep following the mushrooms. Perception checks from everybody. <clears throat> 14. I'm rolling well with 12. 24. That's someone who is. Hey, 24. All right. Hmm. Rolled the same thing twice in a row. So everybody who got 14 or above hears something. It's the sound of several small feet headed your direction. Oh, that's them. Of any of you who rolled above a 14, do any of you speak Draconic? Yes, I do. Nope. What languages do I have? I do not. So those of you who rolled above a... 14 here. I understand it. It's not quite draconic. It's okay. draconic-esque. Okay. There's a there's a level of of phrasing here. Something along the lines. It's it's kind of a mishmash of several concepts. Uh, charge is one of them. Geronimo is the <laughs> other one, as well as we who are about to die salute you. Yep. 
<laughs> and the door at the top of this place Wotan just kind of slams like open. Wotan looks up and just waits with his with his compass held out. And as soon as he sees the the abundance of them charging out of that door, he's going to synaptic static. Well, before you get a chance to even utter those words, a kobold with a barrel on his back that has something burning and smoking attached (laughs) to it, leans himself bodily over the edge and is falling directly towards the bunch of you. Is that the only one there? Oh, no. You can Um, hear the rest of them coming. Okay, I'm I'm going to synaptic static the rest of them. No, I have a spell for that guy. (laughs) Yeah, you handle that guy. I'll handle the rest. Yeah, Diamond literally, like, pushes everybody uh, that's not trying to do anything into the room with the crate and just, like, in in now. Yep, yep. Yeah, if I have the time for an action, which it sounds like I does... it, I do. I'm dimension dooring away okay. from this because fuck bombs. <laughs> I, but I think we're about to see the greatest thing. We're about yeah, to see Looney Tunes so in life. <laughs> so the kobold flings himself down, down, down. And telekinesis. What do you? Okay. Telekinesis. <laughs> telekinesis. Oh, Dimension during myself and Diamond. You want to throw the ball, throw the explosive cobalt back where you came from? Yes! <laughs> well, the detonation is going to go off before you can throw him. You are able to arrest his flight possibly somewhat. But, okay. Uh, let me take a look at the text for telekinesis. I can put it in chat real quick. Because he needs to make a save or a strength check or something, right? Um, on the barrel. If it's held by a creature, then they they make a save. Mm. They make a strength check. You make a spell casting check. Yeah. All right. So go ahead and make your spell casting check. Right. Come on. Please work. <laughs> Eighteen. No okay. pretty good. Kobolds are not known to be strong. I love this spell so much already. Yep. <laughs> It's my favorite. I apologize for my 19. Ah! Oh <laughs> Curses. All right. You want to? Uh, oh, I need everybody I, to make a deck save who hasn't teleported out. Do you, do you have the inspiration to potentially spend on your charisma? I don't have any inspiration. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I'm teleporting out. If I, I was gonna see if anyone was coming with me, but if no one grabs on. I was waiting and trying to get 18. It's pretty good. Yeah, don't. If I didn't have enough time to push people into the room without it blowing up, uh, Diamond's going to grab Rorik. Yeah. Because Cold has Dimension Door, right? Yeah. Cold can make it out of there. Rorik can't. So. Uh, yeah. So those of you that are still in there, which is Aurelia, Wotan, Cole, Elishard, and Cora, let me make their deck saves for them. Um, so those of you that got over a 16, a 16 or above, oh, will take half damage. Yep. Oh, 
So everybody... Two little vistas. 33 fire damage <laughs> as this bomb goes off. Uh, Aurelia, you take 16. Okay. Let's see. I have vulnerability to fire damage, but that still doesn't get through all of my temporary hit points. Dope. <laughs> Because I have 90 and I just take 66, so. <laughs> I have 23 temporary hit points until the end of my next turn. Cora rolled a two. Ah, this, is, this is why Tomb of Levistas is the best invocation. Yes, it, it really is. <laughs> Elishard rolls a... Eight. <laughs> They're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, all this cool stuff. <laughs> well, no, but just, I mean, Cora's coming back with nine hit points when we pick this up again next week. <laughs> oh, Cora. That's why I did. <laughs> did my synaptic static Cora go off? A, a, a healing potion. Um, so you can either use your reaction for your synaptic static or your tomb of Levistus. Okay. Yeah. Well. I'll, I will tomb then. Okay. <laughs> That's right, Snow Satan. <laughs> no ulting for you just yet. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. They're going to be coming at us anyway. Yeah. And that is where we will leave it. Coming back next week for the aftermath of the Cobalt Saboteur. Who apparently survived his own detonation. Oh, that impressive. He's got a van. Yeah. Um, <laughs> say goodbye. So, thank you all for joining us. Uh, please remember to support Desert Bus for Hope over on desertbus.org or twitch.tv slash desertbus as they are finishing up. Uh, donate to the Child's Play charity organization through them, and we will see you all. Uh, they did They did break 700K. So they're they broke 700K, their, yeah. Nice. They're, they're, they're keeping up their, their 100K a day streak. And Fantastic. with that, say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.